Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yes, grab your torch. Dip it in this podcast because it's a hot one. Welcome to No Buffs presented by Sleeper. We're back to recap episode two of Survivor 41, a.k.a. Juggling Chainsaws. I'm J.E. Skeets, keeping the alliance strong with uh, my three fellow tribe members. We have the bearded one, Trey Kirby. hey hey yo. We have the other bearded one, No Dunk Super Producer, J.D. Hello. There he is. And from Crooked Media. I'm calling it now a future Survivor winner, Jason. <laughs> yeah, oh, buddy. Yep. What's up, man? Hello. Hey, hey, Jason. <laughs> Guys, thank you for joining us live here on the stream team. Sorry for the uh, slow start, the delayed start. Everybody joining us live, we appreciate it. Here on a Thursday afternoon. Most of you know this, especially all of y'all here live. No Buffs has its very own YouTube channel and podcast feed. So these are no longer appearing on the No Dunks channels or feeds. It's No Buffs 24-7. So if you haven't already, subscribe to No Buffs Survivor 41. You'll find it there on YouTube. You'll find it there on Apple. You'll find it on Spotify. And better yet, if you do listen to the podcast, leave your boys a rating and review. This stuff always helps others find the show. Before we get into it, huge shout out to our guy Tassie for filling in admirably on last week's No Buffs episode. Trey and I were on our own island uh, we were actually <laughs> on vacation with some other friends and our family, Turks and Caicos, if you want to be specific. Beautiful mm-hmm. island. They should shoot there for Survivor 42, right, Trey? Turks and Caicos? Oh, it would be beautiful. People would love the views, but I was offended you voted for me on the very first night, <laughs> well, Skeets. I could not believe that. Yeah, it's because you wouldn't stop eating the pizza that we ordered in advance <laughs> for when we got there. I was yeah, I had to spend the night on the beach by myself. You know, I thought it was going to be fun, but not as exciting as it looks like it is out there on Survivor. Yeah, um, but I thought Tass did a great job. Uh, you know, JD, Jason, you guys were fantastic. I couldn't believe the thing was nearly two hours long. Yeah. I was like, wow. I know it was a two-hour episode, the premiere, uh, Jason, but uh, you guys you guys went deep on that. It was a lot to talk about. We didn't want to uh, shirk our responsibilities in approaching the material with the kind of deference and respect that it deserved. And I feel that we accomplished that mission. You absolutely did. Uh, Final piece of housekeeping here before we get into the episode. Don't be shy with us. Email or tweet in your questions and your comments and your screen grabs about Survivor 41. You can email them in, nodunksattheathletic.com. You can tweet them in, at nodunksinc. You can leave them in the stream team here right now or, of course, under this YouTube video in the comments. Okay, I thought we would work through this one sort of... Sort of scene by scene. Uh, That's how we'll tackle these normally. Later on, we're going to answer a few questions we received already by way of Twitter and YouTube and email. And maybe even some of you here live in the stream will get to your cues. We'll call that tree mail, of course. But guys, we open up episode two, JD, 
with Yua. Day four, Green Tribe, for those keeping track. This is the morning after Tribal Council. And oh my god. The fun you guys had in episode one talking about Brad the Rancher, who we for out who now who we now call uh, Beef Walton or Big Daddy Beef, JC, uh, JC likes to call him every once in a while, but I love Beef Walton. <laughs> I mean, we get a spy shack set up <laughs> by him instantly, JD. I mean, he le- he kicked off this episode and he's off and running down the beach because he's all worried about what happened the night before. It was great. Oh, it was awesome. And it was, uh, I mean, to, to say it was set up is uh, is a bit much. He just dove into some bushes, really. There was He, he oh. didn't dig out a spy shack the way Tony did. Um, but yeah, he, I mean, obviously he probably shouldn't have said anything to anybody. He just booked it for the for the water. I I mean, I thought it was kind of cool the way I, I I mean, I'd love to see like a, a a map of where things are in relation to the camp in relation yeah. to the water right. and just like he, I mean, he got there in plenty of time. Plenty <laughs> of time. You know, and then he just dove in there, didn't make eye contact with him, which I I liked. <laughs> yep. I kept thinking I mean, last episode we heard, uh, I think it was Jeannie talking about the bugs being out. And just if diving into bushes like that and just sitting there just being bitten by stuff and stuff crawling all over you, I mean, that's pretty hardcore. Ah, He's a rancher, J.D. This is nothing for him. He's used to the flies and the the mites. So much tougher than I am. (laughs) The mites. Uh, Yeah, watching that, all I could think was... Tony was just wasting time out there. The guy built elaborate spy shacks. Oh, yeah. Eventually, it did take him to the championship. But like right. you're saying, JD, B- Beef Walton, he just hopped in the bushes and then looked away. That's literally all it took. I yeah. do agree with him. You can feel someone's gaze. I don't know if I would expect yeah, to you feel can the that. gaze out there. But I was 100% with him. Like, this is a good move. Make sure you look away. You don't want to give, it, give away anything. Yeah, I mean, Trey, you're you're six five. Brad's a huge guy. Uh, Beef Walton's tall. big. I mean, he's not Bill Walton height, but he's big. Uh, could you do this, Trey? I, that's all I kept thinking. Like, you're basically the exact same size of this guy. <laughs> could you be that quick on the beach, and you know that silent in a in a giant bush while you're trying to eavesdrop on people? Uh, I am good at staying silent and hiding. I'm bad at running, though. I think. Mm. I hate to say it. I think Beef Walton could take me on a beach sprint. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. The guy's running up against cattle every single day. He's facing the biggest beasts on earth. That's true. Uh, personally, I just race against like a seven-year-old. Not That's easy. Uh, right. so, uh, so, yeah, I could get there. I could hide. I wouldn't look at people. I've got great hearing, so I think I would uh, get the tips just like Brad was. But the sprinting and getting back, the perfect plan as long as you don't mention the plan to well, anyone else. Yeah. Th- now this is yeah, this is his error, right, Jason? It's like, okay, you know, you're not feeling great from what happened at Tribal Council back at the end of right. episode one. You know, JD's getting a little weird. You thought you were tight with him. You end up getting a vote even. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. That was from Jeannie. Uh, was that right? Who threw that? Th- who threw that uh, one vote? Jeannie I believe that was Rickard. Jeannie. Yeah. Yes. No, no. Yeah. Jeannie voted for Rickard, I thought. Oh, okay. Oh, well, was that true? Who he gets it? a vote he, and he's like, he got a vote. What's going on? So he's a little upset with JD. So he wants to go spy on him and Ricard. And yeah, that's cool. But Jason, again, it's like, why are you telling everybody this? I think that it is a testament to how well Shan is playing. Mm-hmm. That 
people just want to tell her stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think that's a big part of it. And I do think Brad, you know, his name, seeing his name out there rattled him. I do want to just appreciate, like y'all did, just the endurance. Like, I understand that the 77 uh, Beef Blazers were a run-and-gun team. They got up and down the floor. But I didn't realize that he still had it like that. Uh, Where he's able to put in a full-out shift, full sprint to the bush, suppress his breathing so that when they're talking, like at the... Well, they don't hear just like, <sighs> <sighs> <laughs> like I get some water <laughs> from the bush, and then, <laughs> and then, yeah, and then he's able to get back and then like lay down, yeah. <laughs> lay down on the yeah, like on the bed without like his heart visibly pumping yeah. through his chest. Incredible fitness from Father B from uh, Beef Walton. I was I was really impressed, but yeah, I I, I think a clear mis- misstep. But, you know, I think the players are under pressure, uh, like we haven't seen in a while, uh, this early in the game. And I think that he thinks, you know, I, I, I thought I had an alliance that got blown up in the middle of Tribal. Yeah. I'm grasping for this thing with Shan, trying to build a, a bond there, and, and hopefully there is something there. Yeah, I would agree with that. I also thought... I want to give, you know, Beef Walton here. I want to keep calling him Beef Wellington, but it's Beef Wellington. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the ranch part. Uh, Brad, we could also call him. Uh, I thought he was like a Keith Nail. I thought he was, uh, you know, mm. a country boy dummy, if I'm being honest. And I love <laughs> Keith Nail. I want to point that out. I think he's yeah. been one of the funnier uh, contestants or survivor contestants that we've had in a long time uh, because he is so clueless and, and as an older generation, and he doesn't really even know what was going on half the time, but he's got these funny lines and he just seemed like a great guy to actually sort of hang out with. I sort of thought Brad was like that and maybe he is to some extent, but JD, there's no way Keith Nail was doing something like this. Like, no. like, like Jason said, it sort of went haywire the night before and he's like, okay, I got to get some intel here. Like, what's going on? You know, that Keith Nail's not doing that unless there's a tuk-tuk for him to jump in and take down the beat, right? <laughs> totally. Right? I mean, he's he's like Keith Nail, but it, but he understands the game. Keith mm-hmm. sort of never really got what what he was doing there. I don't know if he ever really knew. He knew there was a million dollars at the end of it. And I think his son just roped him into, yeah. into playing, right? Because uh, it was blood versus water when mm. we first met him. So, right. uh but I agree with you. He was one a, a, a great character. I think Beef Walton is an awesome character, and also for this sequence, <laughs> I would I would like to point out that uh, the magic's back, baby, with uh, Survivor, except for one thing that happened. We'll get to that later, I'm sure. But uh, that we're not seeing the crew, and I don't know how they shoot this stuff. Like I don't get it. Like I don't know how <laughs> the cameras don't give away that Beef is hiding. Right, we're right. seeing him. Yeah, we're yeah, seeing yeah. tight yeah. shots of him. And then the, the, there's there's crew everywhere, and the magic is back. As I, I feel like uh, you know, I'm I'm back I'm back on the beach. There's nobody there. It's just them doing their thing, and I love it. Oh, so you are almost giving uh, future Survivor winners, possibly uh, Jason here, um, a tip that if you're at the water well or if you're standing anywhere with another person or two, take note of where the camera right. is lining <laughs> oh, up. Oh, yeah. Because you, like, what, 
like just turn around immediately <laughs> around from you and just make sure nobody's there or hiding in a bush or in a tree because there's a reason they're parked there is what you're saying jd yeah this is this is a tyson uh tyson uh move i heard him uh, talk about this on an interview once where you know, part of building part of the metagame of Survivor is like building this relationship with the crew where you're like, hey, listen, I'm going to go look for an idol, but like I, over there, but don't follow me so mm-hmm. they know, you know, like just meet me over there because that's where I'm going. Right. Um, I, understanding how that works, I agree with you. Like, <laughs> was was the camera crew just like running down the beach? Like, like what is what's that? What's that? What's happening? Uh, but they, yeah, clearly the way that they are able to get their angles, get their coverage is it's done in a way that does not tip anyone. Yeah, that there is a long, long side of beef like laying in the bushes. <laughs> yeah. Just a big slab. <laughs> I like what Ziggy says in the stream team. A hundred percent. Cameraman watching is advanced <laughs> analytics. If you're not doing it at this point, yeah. you are behind. I also like the idea of Brad finally getting back to camp, um, and then Rickard walks back, and they have literally everybody's water bottle, but he can't ask for a water bottle, because they'll be right. like, why, man? You've just been laying here the whole time. So he's just got to be dying of thirst the whole time, trying to breathe as calm as he possibly can. Incredible start to the episode. Oh, my God. It would have been amazing, too. I like, like you said, JD, there was that great shot where Brad is booking it down the beach. And he's like, he's looking over to his left because they're walking, of course, down this path in the jungle. And he's like, just looking, he's looking. I wish he sort of got caught by JD specifically because he's a sprinter. So it would have been great if like JD's like, oh, oh, oh it's on. Just let's you know, it just, just kicks in. Yeah, let's nature. go. It's a race. He just books it, tries to beat him there. Uh, incredible start to this episode. I mean, Beef Walton was getting the dopey music, uh, which you know happens. Uh, you know, every uh, season of Survivor, you got to have some goofballs out there. At least there are some funny moments like this, and he got it, and that's fine. And yeah, it sort of blew up in his face because uh, you know, Sean tells Ricard immediately like it cuts to immediately them in the water now that could have been hours later that could have been you know right, yeah, yeah. who knows maybe even a day later for all we know but uh yeah great editing there that she just like uh yeah he just booked it there and tried to hide in the bush to hear what you guys were talking about like what did you say they didn't really even say all that much am I crazy no. like he didn't seem to get all that much intel he he was smart enough to make note of that they kept saying he and he's like, well, yeah. I'm the only uh, other other male here from these two uh, on this tribe, so I guess they're talking about me. But otherwise, Jason, he didn't get a ton, I feel like. They weren't saying much. Yeah, it feels, it feels like he didn't get a ton, and in the sense that he was already pretty paranoid about JD, mm-hmm. I think all this did was just kind of amplify that. Yeah. So uh, we'll see how that affects his game. Um, but I, got it to, I like the aggressiveness. I love the I loved getting out there and trying to make something happen. Maybe he didn't get all the intel, the kind of like spy shack level quality intel that Tony <laughs> was able to get. But uh, but he was in, he's in the mix and he proved to himself that listen, I can run down there and lay in a bush and listen to people. <laughs> like I can make that happen. That'll be in the show a hundred percent. That will make yep. it. So he's in there. Uh, well, let's move over to the blue tribe. Uh, before the first commercial break there in this uh, episode of Survivor. It's pretty quick. We got Deshaun struggling with starting a fire. So (laughs) Nasir steps up. He steps in. He gets it going in 
like I don't know. He says like a minute, doesn't he? He's like pretty quick. Yeah, he just it was very very fast. Blows on a coconut husk and boom, a fire <laughs> drops. It's pretty badass. Yeah, and, like he picks up an ember and just goes. Yeah, it's an instant fire. Meanwhile, Deshaun was trying the old flint move. Like, yeah. why didn't you just pick up the fire that was already started? Which is basically what Nasir did, right? He was just complaining so. that uh, his knife was too big. <laughs> that was a well, that was that was a, What is that? Like, my the knife is these. Like, I can't even get a grip on the machetes out here. It's like. Yeah, that's what they give you on Survivor. Yeah. They give you the big machete. Like, you kind of got to be ready for this, my dude. I think it was partially, like, he was also practicing. Sure. So, but, man, Nasir uh, came into his own a little bit in this in this episode. Oh, for sure. I mean, to the point that Sydney JD is like, wow, okay, respect. And then, like, while she's sort of talking him up, I think he knocks down a coconut, too, or knocks down something out of the tree. So, like, and a we also... fruit. He just... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's like, boom, no problem. Let's eat. Uh, and we get a little of his backstory, too, like, a little bit more. That You know, they're continuing here in episode two, these, like, not flashbacks, but, like, the like, taking you off the island for a second right. and showing you the real life or, or where these people come from, which is, uh, I think, pretty cool. I, I like how... I like how they're not super long, you know, I like, I love the strategy, I, I want to be on the island as much as possible, but I like these little sprinklings of like, this is where this particular person is from, and how they grew up, and whatever, so they did that with uh, Nasir here in this scene. Yeah, and uh, I was complaining about them last week, I like, the two that they did this week, I think they did two, uh, they did Deshaun and Nasir, and Deshaun, and and I like them both. Uh, so I'm, I'm, they're growing on me. I'm in on it. Nasir, uh, you know, he's just awesome. I just love the guy. And I think that his tribe is starting to love him, which means that you got to get rid of him <laughs> very, very soon. I mean, look, look at, look at this guy. Yeah. <laughs> he's like got- he said, yay. He, like he's, <laughs> he, he's, he got fruit out of a tree. Like, no, I haven't seen, like, I've seen people have fun on Survivor, but not like this. This guy is having yeah. the time of his life. His tribe loves him. His enthusiasm is infectious. You have to cut his head off. You got to get rid of Nasir. I, I know you want to eat, but this is, you can't, you can't let your stomach make the decisions for mm. you this early in Survivor because he, he is such a threat. And uh, I'm rooting for him all the way. I hope he makes it to the end. But if it was me, I'd be like, "Bye, bye. You're too. You're too cool. You're too nice." Get I'll tell out you what. Here. He's in the challenge too. Not to jump ahead. He's got the gas. Like, oh, that dive was an, amazing. He had an Aussie level dive. dive that I've ever yeah. seen. And Ozzy quality yeah. dive oh, into yeah. the water. And then when he hit that net, like he can move. Yeah. He is a, an athletic physical guy just with the belly. Yep. He's he can play. He's a dangerous dude out there. I like that he strikes this balance only through two episodes, of course, so it's not a ton, yeah. but he seems to be very humble, but he's got a little cockiness and like mm-hmm. sort of confidence, I think, to him. But he like it's like right right down the middle, which I think is sort of what you want here. Uh, you don't want to be like a, a blowhard and a know-it-all and stuff like that. You know, we love Fishback and Rob. I'm talking about the know-it-alls that yeah. everybody hates. Yeah. Uh, but but he's also like, you know, like he, 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 he understands the game enough to be like, I can't come out being an Aussie where it's like, I'll just be a, 
a bit of a show off. Like, I feel like Ozzy lacks that, is what I'm saying. And I'm not. I think it's a funny comparison this year to Ozzy, but there, there's something there where like a guy like Ozzy, he knows he's awesome at this stuff and doesn't really yeah. hide it at all. Like he doesn't tone it down at all. I think Nasir has done a decent job. But Trey, you know, we missed episode one. What have you thought of Nasir through both of these episodes now? Well, I hate to hear what JD's saying that you got to get him out soon because I completely agree. He was one of my highest risers from episode one to episode two. He was looking like a potential first boot for, he's what, Luvu tribe? Is that right? The Blue tribe is Luvu. Um, So he was looking like could easily be the first boot. You know, I, I mean, it's kind of hard to tell his age, I would say, but it looks like he's older on that tribe and, you know, I'm, he's contributing clearly a lot around the camp, but now it seems like he's winning people over and they're not going to want him to go home. But like JD is saying, if that is happening and you're seeing all the things he's able to do, and Skeets, you're right, he does have a little bit more of a social game than Ozzy, just from the standpoint of keeping some things under his hat. Like, I don't know, he busted out that incredible dive. You're like, whoa, whoa, okay, this guy's getting busy (laughs) in the water too? Exciting stuff. But if everybody else is seeing it, there are going to be those players who are like, We'll figure out how to make fire. I can throw something up at that breadfruit in yeah. the palm tree. Not a big deal. Let's get this guy out because everybody's going to love him in not too long. Yeah. Oh, and just wait until now that they have the fishing gear next week. Oh. Guaranteed we're going to see Nasir under the water bringing back 12, 15 fish for everybody just like Ozzy did. So I think that the Ozzy comparison is actually be there. spot on. Ooh, spot on. We may have gotten to it. As a, as a tribe, we may have gotten to that one. We'll see. Um, okay, so this is in the episode where we hit our first commercial break. And I wouldn't normally point that out, but we've got Jason here, who knows everything about these superhero movies. Jason, what am I supposed to think of this new Venom movie? Oh, uh, it is... It's in, I've seen it. It's absolutely insane. Ooh. Okay. In the, I, and and if that's all I'll say. I won't spoil it all. It is if you thought the first one was insane, it takes all those dials and it like turns them up two more notches. Okay, okay, all right. I had to ask wow. you. Had to ask you because I saw that a couple times. I think in the Survivor episode. <laughs> uh, all right, so we're back to the Yellow Tribe. Yase, still day four. Uh, we open with a bunch of water shots. People looking for crabs. Uh, JD, I know you love those like opening oh, shots. Like uh, some people I think they're them. telling us stuff a lot of the time, like <laughs> what animal they're showing us, or you know, wh- wh- whatever they're showing us has some meaning. <laughs> I absolutely thought that when we the first shot we see is a crab, and I'm like, what does a crab represent? Is it kind of sneaky, sort of skitter, skittering around, and uh, you know, eking out a life? You know, so uh, I don't know what what happened directly after that I can't remember well they're they're looking for food a lot of them out there and then mm-hmm. we go yeah. back to the actual camp uh, the assay camp and Xander and Leanna they sort of they appear to get worried that no one is there though I'll credit uh, Xander for really getting worried because he's like oh we should go find them he sort of like plays it up like wow we're the only two here what's everybody doing uh, they must be doing something uh, suspicious so he's like let's go find them but psych he really just wanted to do that so he could go idol hunting and he finds something else jd i hope you got a photo for me i believe you do it is the <laughs> beware advantage there it is <laughs> so yeah. finds this in a tree jason and it says on it i'll read it here beware advantage if you take it it's yours and you must do what it says otherwise leave it um, well, he takes it, but what are you doing in this situation? Before we get into the details of knowing what it is, he doesn't know what it is. It just says, beware, 
and advantage. One bad thing, one good thing. What are you doing? I think you got to take it. You have to take it. It it would be really hard to not take it. Um, obviously, finding out what the disadvantage is, um, it, it makes it tough. But I think you just, in that situation, not knowing what the particular disadvantage is, you just kind of have to pick it up. Right. And he does. And it is a weird, weird <laughs> advantage, but also, you know, a knock to his game here, Trey. It's a three-way shared immunity idol with weird stipulations that need to be met. Uh, we're showing you a screen grab here on YouTube. This isn't even the whole note. Wait, this we should make sure that Tiff can see this, too, so that Tiff can read the full text of this so that she can understand how this works. Well, I mean, look at this thing. It's a damn book. Again, we're showing you like half the whole, the half the page here. I know. But the, the, the gist of it is, to get this uh, three-way shared immunity idol, you need all three people, one from each tribe, because there are three of these idols out there, one on each beach. You gotta say a silly phrase, add a challenge, gotta say it out loud, and hope to get a response from two other people. It's a little call and response here. So Xander's line is, I'll read all three lines to you. His is, I truly believe that butterflies are dead, relatives saying hi, okay? Another one is, I'm as confused Bars. as a goat on AstroTurf, uh, as many have pointed out, very Keith Nail-like. He would yeah. just say that normally, yeah. yeah. And the final one is, I didn't realize this until now, broccoli is just a bunch of small trees. So if, if you get, they got to be found. Then you got three people to say this thing at a challenge. Then it's activated. Until then, Trey, you lose your ability to vote. And right when he sort of says that to the camera in his confession, the music goes, That's <laughs> brutal. Yeah. It, okay, so Trey, yeah, your first thoughts on, on this in general and how difficult or not this would be to pull off. Well, my first thought is that ultimately... Xander pulled it off as well as it could have been pulled off when yeah. it finally gets to tribal council and Jeff kind of tees him up by saying, um, he asks him about what it's been like without Flint, right? And he says something like, oh, we're going crazy. <laughs> like I woke up this morning truly believing that butterflies are dead relatives saying hi. And Jeff has to wait. Yeah. He has to wait just a little bit. So I thought Xander played it pretty yeah. well, yeah. except for why did he tell everybody and read through the note? Like, he's done this now twice. When he went to Ship Wheel Island or whatever that thing is called. <laughs> right. He came back and he told people exactly what happened. Fair enough. It yep. worked out in his advantage. He ended up getting uh, the extra vote after the tribal council. This time, he comes back and tells right away. I mean, maybe he's trying to build a little trust here, which I do think is happening. Um but also, you should keep something a secret when you're yeah. playing Survivor a little bit. Um, I'm also curious, do all of the, the phrases, do they have to go in that order? Dead relatives, goat on AstroTurf, broccoli as small trees? Great question. question. Because I would assume no. I don't right? think because so. Because you don't know what order right. they're going to be found in. Yeah. So it's kind of worth it. Obviously, you want to get off. You want to get your vote back as soon as you can. That said... It's kind of worth it to see if anybody else says any of the other phrases mm. first. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah. yeah like, I mean, like he maybe could have waited to hear about <laughs> hear about the broccoli or whatever, and then like, yeah, I'm feeling yeah. crazy too out here, man. Uh, mm -hmm. Now that you mention it, uh, but the thing about it for me is like, 
I would take the advantage and I would open it as well because you're out there to play Survivor. You're out sure, there to figure course. out what's happening. He's already had success with this one yeah. change-up twist that we haven't seen before, so why not risk it again second time through? Just, I don't know. I just maybe, maybe if he gets an advantage where it's just like, you got an immunity necklace, put it on your neck, and you're good to go. Maybe then he won't tell anybody, right? Like, maybe then he will have... Uh, the spy craft to, to hold on to that and use it in the future. But that was the only thing that kind of rattled me was, um, why, why? I mean, I guess he thinks he's closer with Evie than, sh- than they think yeah. they are, but yeah, I, I guess that's probably it. But, uh, to me, he's being a little bit too much of a blabbermouth with regards to all these crazy things he's finding, because even if they're not totally advantages, even if Evie knows that he's not going to be able to use that vote, she, they know that he does have the necklace eventually. And they're going to know once that happens again. Like, he's going to have to say this same thing yeah, at, a tra- yeah. <laughs> at every single okay, one of can these. Can he do this, Trey? Can he just go, or could he have gone, actually, to the first one and said, Hey, Jeff, before we start this, I, want, I got something to say. Um, says the line, but then says, uh, Hey, um, Blue Tribe, hey, Green Tribe, there's an idol back there. Go well, get it. And let's get it, like, now I guess you're, like, really putting a target on your back with your own yellow tribe, because you're, like, basically, but, or, go ahead, yeah, what do you got, Jason? He's got to do that now. Like, knowing what he knows now, the way that Tribal shook out, Evie knows all his secrets and is clearly not aligned with him and is working with other people, everybody knows he has an advantage and no vote, two advantages and no vote, he has to he has to get somehow a message to the two other tribes to tell them to look for your fucking clues. Whether that's <laughs> shouting at a challenge, whether that's J, you know, JT style writing a fucking yeah. letter and sending mm-hmm. it, they have to find those because he is defenseless until they find them. Right. We know Deshaun knows because Evie later in this episode tells him on, on the trek at Ship Wheel Island, <laughs> which I really like, or hill or mountain. Um, but yeah, we don't know about I, the Green Tribe. For all we know, knows nothing about this. Now they might be out there looking, uh, JD. But yeah, what do you think about this whole thing? Where did he go wrong? Did Xander just go wrong in like he has trust for for um, Eve, Evie? But should he have maybe stopped? Like first off, don't show her the note and just say the whole hey, there's this weird thing. I got to say this weird line at a challenge, and if two other people do this call and response, we get an idol. But don't tell her about the, oh, by the way, I also lose my vote. Like, I think he should have maybe given her a little bit and just not all of it. That's my personal opinion, but what's your take on the beware advantage? I, I think that he should have said nothing to anybody because he's so vulnerable now. And like you're you're saying, I have all this power, but at the same time, I'm completely powerless right now. It, mm-hmm. I can't I, I can't vote at all, but I'm I, I soon I'm going to have two advantages so just bear with me. If if you say that to me and I'm playing against you, you're gone. Like, you're gone, man. Like, he's already pre- – we're four days in and he's found two advantages. Like, it's it, it's insane that he said anything. He already told them. Did he tell – he told her about the extra vote, Yeah, right? yeah. Oh, yeah. So she, she, so your, she your knows everything knows. about him. Yeah. She knows right. everything. Yeah. I mean, but the, the verbal diarrhea is catching in that tribe, obviously, as we'll – as we'll discuss, I'm sure. But yeah, I mean, I don't understand why he couldn't have kept that one close to the vest. It wouldn't, it wouldn't have made a difference the way it, the way that Jeff uh, presents the votes anyways, you know, that if it, if it came up that it was consequential that his vote 
didn't matter, you know, at tribal council, then you go, hey, I couldn't vote because I have this advantage. But you're up against it at that point. But I would not have said a word. I mean, because this is going to blow up a lot of people's games now, I think. Um, But I have to say that I love I love this thing. I love this. The the Super Troopers challenge is great. Like, <laughs> you know, they, but that's my only regret is that they didn't put meow in oh, there. Like you have to say meow. You have to say meow ten times at tribal oh, council. That'd have been funny. You know, or, or or at the at the immunity challenge. Uh, and if you know, if you're CBS, you know, throw in some synergy. You know, like it's a uh, it's a Star Trek uh, network. You know, live long and prosper. Well, throw that in there, right? Let's well, have them say bold, the bold and the beautiful. You have to work that into it, or some sort of CBS, uh, you know, Big Brother something. I don't know. No, like, Big Brother would have done that. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Know. This was a little Big Brother to me. Like, you have to come to a challenge where everybody is at and say something ridiculous. I would love to know what's on the cutting room floor, but you're oh, right, yeah. Gene. Yeah. They should have worked it in. Uh, Xander, how y'all, how y'all doing with no Flint out there? <laughs> well, that's tough, Jeff. I'm really missing two and a half men. <laughs> <laughs> so many tribes said, interesting, I'm missing the CBS Fox game of the week at 4.25 p.m. Eastern. <laughs> Jeff, I'm young and I'm restless and let's get on with this challenge right. or something like right. that. Uh, I saw people asking, if there is somehow a tribe swap, can Xander find one of the other Beware advantages? by himself mm. and then thus have to say two of the things and just have one other? Uh, what do you think, Jason? Is that in play? Is it a possibility? It's an interesting question. I, we talked about this a little before the uh, we started rolling. It feels like nothing can happen until those other clues are found or else they're just kind of burned. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, th- you know, it. even though we're down to four uh, with Yase... They're going to have to stick with this until those other clues are found. And hopefully they're found, uh, you know, certainly for, for Xander's sake, hopefully they're found soon. And again, I expect next episode Xander to somehow tell people, hey, look for your shit. Yeah, I think I, that I the think producers so. are going to take those other those other clues and put them like <laughs> in super obvious places now because they want this to happen, right? Oh, like, we're getting a yeah. Jeff shot for sure. Him like sneaking into camp and just like putting it under somebody's pillow. <laughs> oh my goodness! I hope so. Uh, yeah, I, I should have pointed out. Evie, or sorry, Xander didn't just tell Evie. He told David too. Um, uh, what he's going by his doctor's name. Uh, what is it? Voce. Voce. Yeah. yeah, he told him as well. And you know, that's it's gonna not go well for uh, Doctor Voce here. But uh, she then immediately just blows up his spot and tells both of the girls like she is all in on this. This. Girls Alliance uh, on the Yellow Tribe, and uh, well, we'll get to what happens with that a little bit later, and their decisions, and their trust in each other. But it's uh, a lot of fun. I think, yeah, I like the silliness of it all, though. I'm with you, JD. Like this concept, I don't mind it. It's it's unique. Uh, we've never had something like this, from what I can remember, unless Jason or Trey, anybody can remember something like this on on Survivor. So it's unique in that way, and uh, we'll see if it plays off. You just got or plays out like. Yeah, you're just you're banking on a lot of things that have to happen. Like all these things got to be found. People, not only do they have to be found, they got to be opened. 
Right. Yes. Like, yeah. You can't just find like they can't like, find it and put it back. Like, like, I don't want that. Like, yeah. yeah. It's good, no. Beware. Beware. No thanks. I don't want that. So we'll we'll see if they uh, yeah if the producers can get us to the three things being said at one of these. Also, can you say it during the challenge? Can you say it like after the mm, challenge? Like, does it just have to happen in yeah. that window? I mean, we'll we'll, we'll find. Well, out. it's it, I, I in the past it feels like you know Survivor is. Uh, a style of game in which, uh, you know, unless the rule explicitly states you can't do this, you can pretty much do it, right? right? Mm-hmm. You can go through people's bags, you can do other, you can send letters, et cetera. You can do things yeah. that are not explicitly said right. not to do. So I would imagine he could, right? It didn't say specifically that he couldn't do that. So I would think so too. And I think uh, it does say it within this book of a note only works up until the merge is that mm-hmm. uh, yeah, is that right. right okay so got a little timer uh, on that uh, okay we're gonna take our first break here on no buffs uh, our first commercial break maybe we'll uh, just roll in the venom footage uh, but when we come <laughs> back we'll get to the immunity slash reward challenge and the fallout from that and of course get to tribal council and later in the show we'll get to some of your questions so don't go anywhere all right we're back with no buffs didn't know how many Ads we were going to have there, Jamie. <laughs> I thought there was a third one coming. I was going to fire off a tweet and say, hey, come on, join us. We're still talking Survivor. It's all good. We're back. Uh, so we are at the immunity uh, slash reward challenge because there's some fishing gear on the line. Everybody's pumped, too, because they're not playing just for first. You're also playing for second. You just don't want to be last or you'll be heading to tribal council. We got the, we got the big, uh, you know, idol, and then we got the little tiny version of it. But Those look like souvenir mugs. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. 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 I don't, I I don't think they even them, have though. a handle on the back of them. <laughs> Just to pick it up? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Carry yeah. it around. Uh, I'm always curious what they're going to look like. And this one, to me, I don't know. A, a little budget basement here. <laughs> a little bargain bin uh, if you're at the Survivor Idol store, I think. You know, not super ornate, but definitely <laughs> looks like something you could pour a... JD's favorite drink, socks on the beach, into. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, they're at season 41. They've run out of ideas and they've been in Fiji now for like, I don't know, 10 of them. They're like, I don't know what to do. Just make it semi cool looking. Can anybody carve a piece of wood? Yeah. Okay. Uh, All right. So we already slipped in the whole Xander trying his butterfly phrase. We get nothing but crickets. Uh, We are into the challenge. This one, pretty simple. Tribe members must. Traverse an obstacle course in the ocean with the first member then unclipping a key underwater. Once all the tribe members are across, two must solve a giant turtle puzzle, which I thought looked pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, these puzzles are pretty epic usually. And we get Tiffany blowing it for Yase, for the Yellow Tribe, uh, on the balance beam. The balance beam has gotten the best of many Survivor contestants. Uh... Uh, Chris Doherty, who won uh, Vanuatu back in way back in season nine, I remember couldn't get across the thing. I think Siri maybe had something. Uh, oh yeah, a, a similar thing that she and couldn't get across. There, there, there are there. There's another three or four or five people that have just just sucked on this beam, uh, Jason, and she was <laughs> really struggling. I don't know that I've seen anybody just die on a challenge <laughs> that hard before. <laughs> Uh, obviously the lack of food, I think is hitting her in a way that is not hitting the rest of her tribe, which is, you know, with the oldest member of her tribe. She also didn't know she was going for sure until 24 oh, that's hours true. Yeah. before mm. the plane left. So 
you know, if it was me, I would have been out there doing laps around the block, but maybe she wasn't. And I think that the lack of food and the, and the exertion got to her and the gas tank was stone empty. Yeah. It was done. I mean, she got midway across that balance beam and just was like, <laughs> like she died so hard that she didn't just hurt herself and her tribe she blew out jeff's voice oh yeah because he was screaming, <laughs> screaming. at her Tiffany, halfway! Tiffany, she was lying on the balance beam saying i'm dying <laughs> she literally it was it was to the point where i like i was like is she gonna, gonna go like is pass gonna, out yeah is she gonna pass on yeah. because then she like tries to kind of throw herself forward and just like like yeah. collapses and lays there like hunched over on the end of the beam and then she manages to finally pitch into the water and I'm like man somebody might have to go in there and get her because yeah. I don't she's not looking good that was hard to watch oh, that yeah. was very very tough yeah uh JD, I, again, I don't know how well I would play Survivor. I'd love to give it a chance one day. But I know I would struggle with this more than anything. And what I mean is, like, being in a, a tribe still, playing for immunity, playing for possibly your life to stay in the game, mm-hmm. and having just uh, one of your tribe members just really blow it. Uh, <laughs> like, Because then you've got to do the balance of, like, you still want to encourage him or her. You yeah. still want to be a team player. But I would be also like going livid, like uh, inside oh. and maybe on the outside. I'm not sure oh, I could yeah. hold it in, honestly. Like, just scoot across the fucking beam. Come on, let's yeah. go. Not a, not on day four. I mean, Jason, yeah. your point your point is well taken. It, it was a last minute ad, and she probably wasn't, you know, in Rocky Balboa mode mm. trying to, you know, uh, train for it. But I don't know if you're even if you're on call, you should do something, maybe. But yeah. It, it's day four. I get it. It's survivors hard. And I did. I kind of resented the survivor editors for kind of making it because I went back and watched the Suri one because I, yeah. it was like, it reminded me of Suri and they were sort of like, come on. It was a, you can do it cut. Like this is yeah. not about the challenge anymore. This is about you overcoming that was a Rudy moment. That was like a, you know? Yeah, like, but that yeah, was also that was like Sari's like Except that it wasn't. Playing, wasn't it? I exactly. Mean, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it was for, for Sari. I mean, yeah, she always struggles with uh, with water challenges. She's one of the most beloved Survivor players of all time. Mm-hmm. And it was day 25 that that happened yeah. to yeah. her. Yeah, and the and and as you say the 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 uh, the challenge was over and it was just like you want to do this do it like and then it was just like Sari 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 Rudy Rudy and it it was a super emotional moment for for Tiffany I mean I'm sorry all due respect she shit the bed and she shit they I don't know why they did that little cut like it's just like not everything has to be an inspirational story guys it, it, like just. <laughs> Just let her shit the bed. It's it's fine. Like I don't understand well, they why. They almost came back to to win or at least come in second. Yeah, exactly. Or, or she look like it. Yeah. It, it was her fault. They lost the challenge. I mean, like yeah. all there's, you know, bat, uh, shout out to Sarah from the lat from the last episode. I think yeah. if she had survived into this challenge, she would have killed it. She was a swimmer. Yeah. She's good at puzzles. She just got screwed because of that one piece, one puzzle piece. And, uh, you know, but this was Tiffany 
completely destroyed that for them. They were they would at least would have had a fighting chance. So don't give her the inspirational cut. Give her the shit the bed cut, please. I mean, I don't know. Like, I was just I was just annoyed by that. It was like, how dare you? This is this is how this, dare this, you? This was one of my favorite moments in Survivor history, and you're trying to make this out to be like this big moment, and she's just she's just struggling and and just really falling flat on her face and screwing over her her team and skeets i wish you were on that team to just say get up get going what are you doing i would have immediately become the villain of this season for sure are y'all are y'all going shimmy across or at least trying to walk across i'm probably one attempt one attempt yeah same. Yeah. One walk attempt, and then it depends on how I did on that one. If sure. I do fall, whether yeah. I would try it again, and then third time, no just, matter what, just, I'm just shimmying across. Shimmy across, yeah. But of uh, course, you know, as Tiffany said, you know, the, the way that the the beam scrapes on your legs, it's very <laughs> tough. Don't underrate that. Nuts. It's got you. Got to hold on. You got to. You hold don't on want an open spots. wound for twenty five days on Survivor. <laughs> no, that's true. no, you don't. So the Blue Tribe, uh, Luvu wins immunity. They get the. Uh, they get a lot of the fishing gear. Uh, Yua grabs second. The Green Tribe. They also get safety, of course, and they get a, a little bit of fishing gear too. And then we get a little twist here from Jeff. He says, "Okay, for placing first, Luvu, you got to send someone from the losing tribe, from Yase, and someone from either the other tribe." or your own if you want, to go on the journey. And uh, actually, I don't know if I'm putting words in Jeff's mouth there. Does he Does he say journey? Does he tell them where they're going? What specifically they're doing? He's, he, it it's, it's the same spiel as before. Okay. You're, going on a, you're going on a boat ride, and you're going to have to make a decision. Right, he doesn't say right. what the decision so, is. Yeah, he's leading them to, uh, to know that it's the same thing as last time, basically. Right. Uh, so, Jason, I'm excited to hear your thoughts on this. They go with... Uh, with Evie from the losing tribe in Yase, and then instead of which maybe is a weird choice in and of itself, going with her, they go with D- or Deshawn volunteers from his own tribe. He says now, nah. he literally is almost like I'm a little bored. I've been here a couple of days. I, I'm giving it a go. I'm tired of just sitting around the fire all day, and I'm tired of going to the water well. It's getting pretty boring, and I'll go anyway. What are your thoughts, Jason? Get us started. Um, well, my first thought is I did think that was a little weird that um, everybody was just fine with Deshaun uh, volunteering to go. That said, my, my number one uh, thought when watching that trek was what are they carrying and why are they carrying so much stuff? Like they have <laughs> these big saddlebags with like that looks like that it has luggage and sh- I guess shoes and it's like. Put that down. <laughs> Carry your water and then go. Why are you carrying everything that you have on the That's island? That's a great point. You're coming your back, back down the hill at some point. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I hadn't thought about that. They have that stuff because I think you're forced in a way to bring it to the challenge, yeah. right? Because you don't know where you'll be going after the challenge. You might be going right to tribal council. You might be being swat. Who knows? So they have to bring that stuff. I get that. But a great point. You're going up that hill. You're coming down it. They're not bringing in a chopper to pick you up up there. So, like, just leave it down there. Um, but, yeah, like, what about the, the the decision tray for who got picked here? Again, both them deciding quickly that Evie was going to go. I thought, like, that didn't take all that long. They're like, yeah, her. And then uh, not going with the Green Tribe and instead, of course, letting Deshaun do it. I mean, what are you, what are your thoughts? 
Yeah, I don't, I don't, I was a little unsure on this one. I don't understand why they picked Ebby. I guess you don't really have a reason very much at that point, except for maybe you're looking over there and you're like, three girls, two boys. Let's split it up so there's a little bit of drama there. Maybe that's what it was, but the Deshaun thing I thought was pretty strange and also very strange that the Blue Tribe didn't care at all. That they were just like, yeah, okay. And I mean, maybe they're okay with it because that's, he's putting a target on his back. No doubt about it. So mm -hmm. I was kind of confused why he wanted to, but I don't know. Literally, maybe they're bored. They haven't lost a tribal yet, or they haven't lost a, a challenge yet, except for when yeah. they forgot to unclip. You know, it seems like they're going to be able to win every single thing here. And theoretically, Danny would have gotten back from his time uh, at the summit and coming back. And uh, I guess they haven't gone through a vote yet, so he wouldn't have even had the chance to get his extra vote, but he would have told him you have to risk it or you have to protect your vote. I ended up protecting mine, blah, 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 all this kind right. of stuff. So maybe he's thinking Deshaun will do the same thing since they had a little bit of a bonding moment when they were doing the water challenge right at the beginning when they first got to the beach. But Deshaun, despite the fact that he does get an extra vote out of this and he does make a bond with Evie, he puts himself a little bit in the you're playing too hard category compared mm -hmm. to everybody else on the Luvu tribe. So... I think maybe the, the, his other tribe mates are probably like, fine, if you want to be the one who's willing to do that, go for it. But I would have sent, you know, maybe somebody from the green tribe or make, double up on the yellow tribe, though uh, then you're kind of making a power couple, but that's fine. Make it tough for him. Yeah. Anything to add, JD? I mean, I think that if you're going to volunteer to go on something like this, the best time to do it is after you've won a challenge and you're on a roll of yeah. winning challenges. I mean, yes, it puts a target yeah. on his back, but not that night. I mean, you're safe. You know that True. you're safe that night and they don't know where they're going. I mean, the the assumption is that they're doing this a similar thing, but I was actually kind of surprised that it was exactly the same decision that they had to make in exactly the same way. I was like, okay, well, it we're went from three people to two people too. I suppose. Like yeah, 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 exactly. Exactly. So, um, and it, it ended up being awesome for him just because Evie told him literally everything. everything and he got an extra vote out of it. So, and who knows when he's going to actually see that extra vote because sure. they never go to tribal council. Oh, so. right. Yeah. Yeah. It will only be there when he finally steps up to the podium there exactly. and picks up that cool bolt marker. You guys notice that? I like that marker. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they, they put all their resources into a cool new marker instead of the uh, the idol this year. I like that <laughs> little touch. Um, the only thing I have to add from the challenge, I just had a couple other notes. We said Nasir with the amazing dive earlier, just mm -hmm. uh, Aussie-like there getting into the water. A lot of other people don't know how to dive all that well. A lot there of was divers some, out there. Yeah, there were some rough belly flops or not jumping very <laughs> uh, far. Jason. Beef Walton, I think, notable among those. But again, yeah. a land animal, like not used to <laughs> uh, not used to spending a lot of time in the water. So Sloppy steaks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Water Tell me that, that snake. One of my all-time goals, if I ever get on Survivor, every single water challenge, I'm doing a cannonball. Every single time. Oh, that's <laughs> Do good. Do you think yeah. my tribe would my tribe hate me if I'm like, because yes. I mean, you're messing around, like you're you're joking yeah. around. You're, yeah, but honestly, your cannonball, as long as you add some like distance to it, you're getting just as far as right. some of these people are getting. They are not. You gotta yell. 
cannonball every time. <laughs> yeah. This just in. <laughs> every time. You'll be the this just in guy. Jeff chimes in. Trey did a cannonball. <laughs> it's it's not the it's not the length and the leap in the cannonball itself. It's the recovery. Yeah. Like you oh, yeah. are Shallow. going to be Shallow. You're gonna go a little deeper. Mm-hmm. A, a lot deeper. And, right. and you're just all sprawled up. But uh <laughs> yeah, hey man, I think it's good TV, so I definitely think yeah. you should do it. Not if Skeets is on your team because Toby is oh, crazy. Your ass will be voted out so damn quick. Like, this guy's not. Did you see what he did serious? at the challenge? This guy's just a goofball. This guy's a real Greg. Kobe get him out of here. Yeah, get him out of here. Um, get him out of here. The other notes I had. They really do not want us to see any butt cheeks on Survivor. Oh yeah. Holy oh, yeah, they moly! Re- they blur out. They were blurring out people in the water. And I was like, what? I'm not even sure we can see it all that well, guys. <laughs> you can relax. I, I think, again, they've gone they've gone so far with like, hey, we, this is a kid's show. We want your kids watching. Like, we can't see one ass cheek, Jeff, anymore. Like, come I on. Guess. Guys, or can girls, I get come a, on. Can I get a 16th of a cheek at least, Jeff, <laughs> before you get the, before you gray it out and make it all look illicit? Yeah. I don't need that. <laughs> Sarah's right. No bugs. It was, I will say, it was, a, it was, it has been more aggressive Yes. Than recent seasons. It feels like a 10 years ago or earlier season of Survivor when they were very liberal yeah. with the graying out and the yeah. blurring. Um, it, this, it, yeah, they really went for it this time. It brings more attention to it is yeah. the weird part of it all. It's like, what what's going on? Did like did that that person just lose their <laughs> bottoms while they jumped in there? Did they do a cannonball That's and they ripped thought- off their body? I actually thought that maybe that happened because, you know, have you, have you ever been swimming? You yeah. dive in and then your shorts go like For sure. down your butt. Of course. I thought that might have happened with a few people there initially. Okay. If uh, if I'm ever on Survivor, my whole thing will be I will always make sure my shorts fall off when I jump in the water. <laughs> and I have to go back to get them. <laughs> I mean, that's like, remember Brett the cop on Millennials versus Gen X when yep. he had to go under that log? And then he was just like stuck there with his shorts halfway down his ass, like stuck under the log, just couldn't get out. I was like, oh my God, yeah. that is the uh, so bad for him. The only other thing I have to add is uh, I did think uh, Yase was going to pull off the comeback. They had a neurosurgeon mm. and a PhD student on that puzzle. And, you know, you were just like, Tiff, if you could just get across this beam, you got a puzzle. You're always in it. Like, somebody's going to screw up on one of these other tribes. And uh, ultimately, I mean, again, you never know what the editing. They're so good at making it seem like there's a possibility that's that it's close. And then you know they flipped it on us, and uh, they weren't winning. I mean, this. are we sure? Are we sure Voce was a neurosurgeon? Anybody like? Do we fact check? Man, that? I want that guy digging in my skull afterwards. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> That's true. We only got one shot of him in a hospital. It was him just yeah. walking down a hallway. I mean, I could do I that. I could put on some scrubs and do that. Huh? Suddenly, <laughs> Doctor Skeets over here. Um, great point. Great point. Okay, so. Let's get to the strategy talk. Uh, we are with the Yellow Tribe. We're with, we're with Yase. This is where, I mean, Tiffany is uh, just, she's gone mental. She's gone loopy here. She doesn't know what's going on. She's first off back at camp, uh, Jason, sort of apologizing. I mean, I thought it was a pretty lame apology, if we're being honest, for like blowing the it whole wasn't, thing. It wasn't. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't much. And then they're like, it's okay. We have the All Girl Alliance. It's fine. We'll vote out Xander. We know he's got all this stuff. We know he can't even vote. We know he doesn't have the idol because we've read the damn note. We're good. He's awesome. 
He's very likable. He's very athletic. He could win a lot of immunity challenges, probably. <laughs> and then she's like, suddenly, I think, you know, because of the lack of food, what just happened in the challenge, with knowing he has these, these quote-unquote advantages, but not, and then maybe that she also has received a vote at the first one that she's just flustered and is like, not me, or sorry, not him, because that could blow up on me because whatever he plays. So, like, she suddenly wants to do... Uh, Dr. Boche, what do you think? Yeah, I uh, it w- it seemed as if she was talking herself out of the game oh, at that totally. point. I do agree with you. I think the exertion and the lack of food and the swallowing salt water, et cetera, <laughs> yeah. like it probably is uh, all contributing to her being a little loopy right now. But, you know, it was just like when Evie is trying to explain to her, no. I've read the note. Here's how the advantage works. He doesn't have an eye. I guess you could be like, well, maybe Evie's lying to me. Right. But that's like, at that point, that's the choice you take. You have two people who, who here who are trying to save your ass, you know, uh, and keep you here. And you're like arguing with them about like who to vote out and who to split. And then finally... To be swung by that, I think, is that's on Evie. Like, because no matter Absolutely. what, you got to keep it on Xander. He's the one with the advantages. This is the time to get him out when he's vulnerable. If he gets that thing activated, forget it. You're going to rue the day that you didn't get him out. And Dr. Voce, listen, has he shown you anything that makes you feel like this guy's a threat? Why waste the vote on him? Get the guy who you betrayed, who told you everything, who now will be on guard because you flipped on him. You got to get him out right now. And I, who knows if that comes back on them, but it feels like it might. Yeah, it's possible. Uh, JD, did they ultimately come to the wrong decision here in your mind or are they okay? Oh, I 100% agree with Jason. I mean, this is, Stan Van Gundy tells us, to tell the story when the ball is in the air. Right. And Evie, she t- took a shot from midcourt, just chucked it. First quarter, I don't know why she would, but first quarter just chucked it. And it's like her, it, she, her the whole reasoning for spilling everything about Xander to Deshaun was, we're vo- we're getting rid of I'm yeah. telling all these secrets for a guy that we're voting out. As, the minute I get back, we're voting him out. So it's like, it's like Tiffany, her own team player is blocking her chuck from from midcourt, and she's allowing her to do it. Like it's yeah, it, that's it's on her. Inexplicable to me that 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 she would be convinced. I mean, I and Leanna seemed to be absolutely livid oh. at the idea of of voting for Voce over uh, Xander. She's just like this is ridiculous, yeah. and I don't so. If you cannot convince your team member, listen, I I love an all-girl alliance. I want to see a woman win this thing. Absolutely. But if one of your team players is unmanageable and so paranoid on day four, you cannot play with that going through the entire game. Granted, it's a shorter game, but still, I mean, it is so hard to keep that in check. Wait till the merge. She's going to be unhinged. Mm -hmm. So if... You, you know, if you the the next thing, your next choice after Xander, if you can't convince your alliance member to vote f- the way you want, then you get rid of that alliance member and you just flip right back over to Xander, who could be the most powerful person in this game. 
moving forward. Yeah, it looked like uh, in the edit tray that it was a, a small possibility that it was like, oh, maybe we should just get rid of her. She's a bit of a wild card here. And she is talking about purple butterflies, and she doesn't know what the hell I'm trying to explain to her. That's another positive, by the way, for the beware advantage and, like, how crazy it is. It's like, it'd be one thing if it was just, like, an idol, and it's got a simple rule to it. And it's like, even if she's flustered from the seawater and lack of food, it's like, okay, hold on, let me get that. Yeah, this or that, okay. But it's so insane, like, these moving pieces to it that it either sounds fake or you're just like, what? Hold on. What do you mean he doesn't have a vote? And what do you mean he has an advantage, but it's it's not? And he, like, I think that added to her like you know paranoia, I guess. Trey, that she's just like, oh, uh, uh, I don't know. I don't think it should be him because I'm a little worried because I don't understand. Well, in real lifetime, they've been out there for what four days, and you're like, yeah. Xander has found two things already. Even if Evie is telling you the complete truth, which was obvious to us, having seen everything, I don't think that Tiffany was there for the reading of the note. No. She probably never got a look at the note, so she could think that Evie is trying to pull one over on her for sure, but that's one of the key things to Survivor, I think, is that when you hear your name being discussed, you can't get like personally offended to the point where you go off the deep end, because you will talk yourself out of the game, and I thought that's what was happening as well, but I also think Evie made several mistakes. I think there's no reason she should have told Deshaun about Xander at all. Mm -hmm. She had Deshaun on her side already with saying, I'm protecting my vote tonight. You're getting a free extra vote here. Just click it on risk it and you'll be good. To me, that seemed like enough to kind of solidify a cross-tribe alliance, which would have been a sweet move. But now Evie has burned that bridge with Xander before the bridge even had a chance to be burned, but really what she's doing is counting her chickens before they even have chickens at this point. She thinks that Tiffany is gonna be a goat in the final three with her. And that is yeah. why Evie has kept, has chosen to kind of like let the squeaky wheel get the grease because Evie is thinking when it comes down to it, nobody's gonna think that Tiffany can win this. Though I do think that if she gets in front of a jury, she's gonna have a nice case to make, but. There's no doubt in my mind, Evie thinks Tiffany is a goat, but guess what? There are so many people left right now. Yeah, There's too yeah. much time to be really thinking about who's going to be in your final three. You need to worry about getting to the merge at this point, which I think Evie is still in a pretty solid position, but just a little bit too fast for me. Is there not a play to be had here, Jason? Let's talk this out. That Evie knows Xander can't vote. Okay, that's gone. That means there are four total votes. Her and Liana, they're tight. They decide, hey, let's go, Dr. Voci. Even if Tiffany's like, uh, or, or sorry, they go, sorry, they go with Xander because that's okay. what the plan was. Let's get rid of this guy that has all these advantages and somehow he can't even play them. Like, this is the perfect time. You can't even vote for crying out loud. So we vote for him and then we tell Tiffany, come on, All Girls Alliance. We're voting for Xander. We let her go off the deep end, talk herself in and out of it all day long. Who cares? Go to tribal council. Let's say in that hypothetical, Tiffany votes for Dr. Voce. Dr. Voce knows what's going on. Mm. What is, does it matter? Like what's where, so where is he voting? (laughs) I think it's. uh, Why do they need I still think it's, I get it. I just think it's too risky. What she's shown you already is that you can't depend on her in any kind of meaningful way, at least from what we've seen thus far. She's a very shaky alliance member, 
and she can flip the script on you very quick and blow up any kind of plans you have. Does that give Dr. Voce an opening to to get a vote out of her? To make a promise somehow, look at the power that we have over here. Once Xander gets his stuff, like you're in with us, we're going like, you know, uh, is there a pitch in there that can be that can be made to her? Like we're we're physically stronger, you know, we can pick up the 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 slack when we're in the challenges. You, whatever that pitch is, I think it is. It would be a risk to to go that route with Tiffany. I, I get that. I get that. I mean, if they wanted to, though, I'm saying get rid of Xander last night, and yeah. I say they, as in Evie and Liana, they could have. It would have been. Yeah, just it do would it. have been done I, because they know he doesn't have it a vote, and <laughs> whether it doesn't matter, it really almost doesn't matter. Um, outside of suddenly Tiffany like going to Doctor Voce and saying, "Screw it, let's vote Evie." <laughs> right. I mean, that, then we're you know then we're a split vote, but I mean that's so far fetched. I just you just don't see that happening. Yeah, it was crazy. I did like Evie at one point when they're trying to decide which way to go. She's like, "Well, we haven't won in challenges, so what does it matter if we keep?" Uh, Xander around when like people are trying to make the you know the case for him Tiff is but she can't keep anything uh anything straight it was it was rough watching Tiffany try and try and like make sense of everything JD it really I mean I think that was almost more difficult than watching her on the balance beam (laughs) because yeah in in that sense I felt almost bad for her she's like she's she's flustered she's clueless right now oh totally but as you say it sounds insane it sounds like the the like it sounds completely made up all of this stuff. We've never seen anything like this on Survivor before. And she's just going, uh, okay, but uh, he he can't vote. Evie's like, he cannot vote. Why can't he vote again? Oh, because it's, it doesn't get activated until he all three people have their immunity idol. And then she, she's just like, uh, okay, I don't. I don't believe you. I, I, I don't trust you enough to actually... Yeah. What if there's a chance? What if there's a chance that he, he pulls something out? She knows she's getting her name written down by at least one person. And if he's got an immunity idol, then she's gone. So it's just paranoia. It's hunger. It's uh, fatigue. and But mostly it's paranoia, I think. But yeah, you're right. Like... I, I would be like that too, I think. I just like you're you're insane. You're talking like a crazy person right now, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna just continually hound you until you you know, you you do what I want you to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. And they ultimately uh came around on that. And then uh, went and it worked. It, I don't well, know. yeah, she got her way. That's the crazy <laughs> yeah, that's, part. That's, that's insane to me. Tiff did. They they got three votes, of course. Uh <laughs> poor, poor doctor Voce. Uh, whether or not he's a doctor, I mean, he's he was shell shocked. He was like, "Oh my god!" He was he was dumbfounded by yeah, this. Yeah, he's like, "How, how, how am I god here this early yeah. in the game?" Uh, at Tribal Council, Trey, I want to get your thoughts on this. We know uh, we heard from uh, on episode one from JD and Jason, like this whole idea of Probst talking to us, breaking that fourth wall. He did it in episode one when he brought everybody into tribal council. He's like, you know, here we go. First tribal council. He's like looking right at the camera. <laughs> talking to us. And then he does it again here in episode two. His voice still shy. Can anybody, did anybody out there in TV land got a hot tea for me? Uh, um, but like, what do you think of this? Because I, I I know JD wasn't loving it on the first one. We can, I'm sure he's still hating it. But Trey, your, your take on this. I liked the very opening scene when we're back from 16 months off 
Jeff is saying hi, and he's hiding what turned out to be the beware advantage. I was fine with that. Uh, I was also fine when he's talking about, uh, check me out on Twitter, check out all these questions I've asked. To me, you have to do it more or don't do it at all, because the only, I feel like, fourth wall breaking in this past episode was, like you're saying, Skates, was as they're walking into Tribal Council... Jeff is telling us that they're walking into tribal cop. I know. Yeah, man. We're watching the show with you as it's happening. And to me, that felt weird that he was just narrating exactly what we knew it was happening because we hadn't seen him breaking the fourth wall at all at that point. It's like either do it a lot, make it a part of the show, have him out there setting up advantages, hiding things and, you know, just narrating what's going on in the season. Have him be at Ship Wheel Mountain explaining to us what they're going to be doing as they do it. Don't just throw me like 10 seconds of a gravelly voice, <laughs> yeah. Jeff Probst, telling me they're walking in as I see him walking in. That just, uh, that to me felt a little bit a uh, vanity project for Jeff Probst, if, uh, if I'm being quite honest. But I don't know. I don't mind it when he addresses the camera. If he's going to continue to do it, this to me felt like they were phasing it out in episode two already. Oh my God, 100% agree. Um you know, this whole, it's Survivor 41, drop the four, it's really a one, you know, it's just a start over. <laughs> He's taking it too literal. It's like, we've watched 40 fucking seasons of this. We know they're coming into Tribal Council. You don't need to tell us. We just saw it last episode, twice. We know what's going on. Uh, yeah, but Jason, you were defending it a little bit. I remember I listened back to the podcast, but uh, have you changed your thoughts on it a little bit if they're going to continue this? I mean, much like Trey, I thought episode one, it's fine. That's yep. great. Uh, uh, um, but th- specifically the Tribal Council one this time was like, wait, why are, we, <laughs> why are you explaining what tribal is and like what the stakes are? Like we don't, nobody needs that. Now I briefly thought, oh, is he covering for his blown out voice? Because it felt like his voice was a little better in that one clip. But I, I don't understand the utility of it. I will say also for Jeff's voice, I thought he should have come back and dubbed that later on, months later. In the, it, it, that should have been all yeah. VO. He should have come in and just redubbed his voice. Yeah. So because it, I don't, I need Jeff to stay like ageless and strong yeah. always. I don't ever want to know about the that he is human and that he is made of flesh and blood like the rest of us. I need him to just be like a rock out there, like never changing. Totally. I, I was the... like 16 months off. Jeff's not in game shape yet. <laughs> the yeah. vocal cord's still a little rusty. I love the thought here in episode two. Jeff's like, all right, let's set up the shot, get the camera. Where am I talking to? I'll, I'll welcome everybody back to tribal council with his like raspy voice, like he smoked 10 packs of cigarettes. And like a producer's like, you know what? It's fine. We don't really need it. You know, we did it for the first one. It was really cool, but I don't think we need it. Move. No, we're doing it. We're doing it. It's like uh, the, one, the one time Jeff Probst actually can't talk. He's adding more to his plate just to like, welcome us into Tribal Council. It's like, it's like why? Um, JD, be honest with me. This episode, did you? Who were you thinking were, was going home? Was it? Was it? Back to Xander, sticking to Xander, if you want to call it that. Was it Dr. Voce who ultimately goes? Was it possibly like a late swerve? Like some of the guys have said, like, uh-oh, Tiff might be talking herself out of this game. Mm-hmm. What What did you think um, in the early stages here of Tribal Council? What was your gut saying? Oh, I thought for sure it was going to be either Xander or Tiff. That's how it was set up. Traditionally, that's what, they, what they'll do on Survivor, give us two options, and that's exactly what they did. Yeah. Uh, Voce 
it just seemed to come out of the blue for me. But I don't know. But, you know, and there was a lot of talk about how, uh, oh, he's asking Voce about his life story yeah, at Travel Council. Yikes. We don't see that. Yeah. 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 As soon you know, as Probst comes to you about your life story at Tribal Council, just uh, <laughs> just say, you know what? I've had a boring life, Jeff. It's not that uh, Smooth setup, though, by Jeff. Uh, Voce, how, how do you know about math? <laughs> basically what he, what he asked him he's like last time at tribal council you knew right away 17% no 16.6666667 how did you learn about uh, I believe they're called fractions <laughs> <laughs> one divided by six this guy's a doctor yeah. I know. <laughs> that's yeah, what I yeah. knew I thought it was going to be Tiffany heading into tribal I yeah, thought so she was I. talking her yeah, way out yeah. of it I thought it was going to be uh a classic you freaked out it wasn't going to be you and you somehow made it you but then once jeff asked that question hey you ever heard of math it was all downhill for voce from there yeah he's like uh-oh this isn't good uh i loved one question from this tribal council i want to throw it at you jason uh they mm-hmm. got to this point of tribe strength for challenges or you know loyalty strength for alliances uh I think that's ultimately what it comes down to here. A lot of the times, in especially in mm-hmm. in these sort of maybe smaller tribes, uh, yeah, that's a tough one. I thought that was a cool little topic that was like uh, brought up a couple times. I think in this, yeah, I think that it's you know we talked about it last episode where with this uh, with the shortened schedule and with the lack of resources, keeping the stri- the tribe strong, so to speak, is a much stronger argument than it has been in the past. It's not really, you know, for the past several seasons, keep the tribe strong, keep the tribe. It hasn't really held a lot of weight. It feels like it holds more now. You know, the, you saw the acknowledgement of Nasir's ability to start the fire, et cetera. Although with uh, last night, uh, specifically with Yase, I think we've gotten to a point there's the weird perverse incentive, right? Where that I think we saw with Yase, where it's like we're losing already. Like mm-hmm. there is no circumstance. Like we're getting blown out. Yeah. Even like there is no circumstance in which we are going to be able to complete physically with Lufu ever. It's not happening. So just do what we need to do. And I think that's how the decision making uh, primarily has shaken out for Yase. JD, I know it. Obviously depends on who's on your tribe and if you're winning or losing. But what would you do early in a game, small tribe? Is it stick together, stay strong? Or is it, you know what? Uh, uh, I'm playing the long game, I guess, so to speak. It, it's not that important to have like five or six of us all that wore the same color. I mean, this this right. this isn't, you know, 15 years ago. What's, what's your gut say? Yeah, I mean, it's, again, uh, Jason made a great point, but it's five people, right? So it's like, uh, you know, it it will matter. If there's three of them going into a, a merge, that's, that's one thing. If it's a six-person tribe going into a merge, we always see alliances, like tribal alliances. There's always whoever's on the bottom is going to break away and mm-hmm. new alliances are formed. But we're talking about four or three or even two. I mean you you feel like you have to go um you have to go uh, alliance but at the same time in this particular game i mean you got to you got to win and tiffany as i said lost that for them and if you're at tribal council there's a there's a 1 in 4 chance that you're going to get voted out i mean i don't care 
who you are. <laughs> I mean, what's the percentage so, on that? And how would you calculate that? How would you calculate that? What what kind of method would you use to calculate that, JD? (laughs) Yeah, I guess to push back on that a little bit, JD, possibly. Um, And I know uh, Stephen Fishback with the Know It Alls has always talked about like there's some there's some benefit in going to tribal council early in the game. Mm -hmm. Lose a couple people, lose some dead weight, form that bond because that's really ultimately where trust happens. At the voting booth, and mm-hmm. you know, you see where actually the lies were or not, or the truth was, and maybe it's like three, two, like you said, they go into a merge or a, or it's possibly just a swap, uh, which could be coming. So that maybe blows up everything here. But you get these two giant armies then that are still fully formed in the green tribe and the blue tribe, and it's like, well, they're going to want more numbers to then. Uh, you know, and you can attach yourself to them and then sort of slip into the cracks. I guess it's a possibility, right. but I actually think a swap might be coming before even mm. a, a merge. Um, we're at, what, 15 people already, so maybe it's another week and then we uh, flip it up. Who knows? Maybe they keep small tribes? I don't know. But, Trey, anything I, to add? To I don't think oh, they're go. gonna. we're going to get a swap. And you don't think so? A, no, I don't think so. I think it's going to go to a merge. But that's just based on what the the new immunity idol and just the mm, fact that I think that Jeff yeah. likes these small tribes because when you do have an extra vote, it just matters that much more. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, have we ever seen an extra vote really have any consequence in the game ever on Survivor? I mean, everybody's like, it's, a, it's great to have it, but I've never actually seen it, you know, flip a tribal council just off the top of my head. Um, but... Uh, but maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Stream team can uh, can uh, let me know. But I think people the, are uh, maybe pointing out Officer Sarah may have. Uh, mm, may have oh yeah, yes, people yeah. are saying there you go. That's Sarah and game changers. Okay, good stuff. Okay, good yeah. stuff. But you're right. For team. the most part, they usually. Don't but have and, and also you you use the word dead weight and Tiffany is dead weight. Like you should be getting rid of her if you can't get. You have dead weight and you have a a fucking nuclear bomb. Right. You got to get rid of one of them. And uh, just and Evie could have easily got rid of Tiffany and then just continued her alliance with Voce and uh, and Xander and and she would have been had a very strong alliance going into a potential merge or swap or whatever ends up happening. Uh, and then if if at least with Xander you have a much better chance of keeping that four together. At, through challenges because you may actually win or come in second because yeah. you never know the next tr- the next challenge might be uh you only have to come in second and they would they had a fighting chance if they had if if uh if Tiffany wasn't uh doing the balance beam part uh they would have had a fighting chance to to at least come in second and not go to tribal at all yeah trey anything to add to this i think Tribe strength is a weird thing because I think the true strength in uh, tribal challenges is being good at puzzles. Like they should only keep the smartest people. That's the that's the change for it. Like I love it. Uh, that being said, uh, the blue tribe looks like they're all jacked and they're dominating every single challenge. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. So maybe you're playing for second at that point, but. To me, unless you have like an ex-NFL player, it doesn't matter. Keep whoever is the best at challenges because it always comes down to the challenge. Like. Yase still had a chance, at least editing-wise, in that challenge, even with Tiffany taking forever to get across the balance beam. If they would have had a super puzzle genius, a Laura Moret, who can bang it out in 20 seconds, that's the strongest person on your tribe right there. If you can send the same person to do a 
puzzle and you know they're going to finish first, that is the easiest way to win those challenges. Absolutely. So the puzzle yeah. has always been the great equalizer. But you can't do a puzzle if you don't get to the puzzle. You have to get to the puzzle to actually do the puzzle, which is not what happened this time. Yeah. I think Evie's decision and Liana's, like, I don't want to, like, leave her out of this. Yeah. Because, I mean, she really was like, no, we, yeah. we should be yeah. taking out Xander. Like, she, like you said earlier, JD, like, she was, like, throwing a fit almost. Like, this is stupid. I don't want to mm-hmm. hear any more of this. But then you, like, got to sort of, like, obviously walk that back a bit. Can't be so stubborn that you won't work with your alliance. But Evie, specifically, it's like she was picking between, and you guys already said it, the goat, the long-term goat in Tiffany. Like, she can see right. it. She's like, I can see myself sitting there at the final tribal council with her, and I don't like her chances to beat me and maybe whoever else. Right. Or they aren't, like, from what we know, her and Xander are tight. They're te- he tells her everything. Totally. Yeah. So he's the meat shield now. Totally. He's, the, he's like, he's got all the weapons. He's super athletic. They're going to be usually firing at a guy like him once you hit the merge or whatever. Then they are you. Um. And she, it was like almost like she made the decision between the goat at the end or like a meat shield to get me to the end or at least to help me. And I, I, I do think she made the wrong decision here. We're ultimately going to see Jason, but I think that's sort mm-hmm. of, she just was thinking, I think she's just thinking too long term. And, and you guys have said that already. Yeah, I think, I think that that is, I think that's the case. And obviously we'll see if that, if that matters. Just to touch on uh, the Stephen uh, Fishbach strategy of let's go to, you know, it's actually good if you go to tribal early. And obviously that worked out great for him mm-hmm. uh, in terms of his uh, long-term game in that season. Um, I don't know. that It feels a little bit like the how people, like, justify, like, like, autoerotic asphyxiation like oh but it's so much you come close you know to death and then everything is more intense it's like no how about we just don't come close to death sure like just don't go to tribal what about that well what about we do it that way you're you're right but within the game survivor his pushback would be we just don't know where the lines are drawn everybody pretends to tell you where they're drawn but we really don't know until we we get our ass up there and and, and lay down the vote and and by and by the way how tight are the bonds in luvu right now they're winning they probably love each other there's yeah i mean even the guy that they wanted to vote out day one He's like, we love this guy. We yeah. don't want to get rid of him. <laughs> yeah, awesome. yeah. You see this guy dive into the water? His shorts stayed on and everything. He's wicked. Uh, I, I yeah. mean, and they've got like the easy first boot with Heather, who is sat for, I think, yeah, like, she, two challenges. Definitely this last one. Yeah. So it feels like they're they're sitting pretty. They are low stress as can be. Yeah. Uh, and I would add to all of this, too, the importance of winning these challenges uh, to avoid tribal council. Add to that in this season. What about Flint. Yeah. And just yeah. like Flint. warmth and like they, like losing these or losing all this stuff, uh, which is going to have an effect on you as well. So, yeah, maybe that uh, maybe that's another, you know, little check there for, hey, let's win a challenge. Let's keep the people that can help us. Win I mean, one Z- of these things. Xander had that ill-advised monologue ahead of the challenge where he's just like, we no fire. We're freezing. We are yeah. washed out. We're mm-hmm. dead. We have eaten nothing. We've <laughs> drank water. That's it. I've been like eating grass and leaves. We're going to fall down. It's like, Xander, why are you thinking? <laughs> This yeah, right now. This. <laughs> this guy is talking. I'll okay, tell I got you anything. 
I have one more question, uh, and then we're going to take our final break, and we'll and we'll answer uh, some of the tree mail cues that people sent in, and maybe some here in the live stream. But can someone clarify this die to me? This dice, uh, die. I should say they only get one or whatever it is. Um, they couldn't use this last night, right? I'm so I'm, I'm like I'm Why unclear not? about. Yeah, they could have. They How did that? Didn't it didn't come up once. It didn't come up. I think because it was such a blindside, like nobody, Voce did not even have an inkling. His spider sense was completely inert, did not mm-hmm. have any kind of idea that that was going to happen. It would obviously going to be predicated on, do you have a sense that this could happen? To right. You okay. And so they could have used it. He could have used it. He could yeah. have plopped it in Presumably. there. It's still a one in six chance, actually, because... The die itself is not. He could tell changing. us what the exact. Well, the that's exact right. That's are. right. He could give us the uh, <laughs> specific. Okay. Okay. I was just. Uh, no, you're right. He just didn't see it coming. So why would he? And I'm trying to think of why would anybody else? It just. I was amazed it just didn't come up at all. Like. Yeah. Not even. Not even slipped in there. And 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 remind me, you you can't vote right if you roll the die. That's you right. cannot vote. You can win a uh, you know safety for that night, right. but your vote is not cast. Right. Yeah, you don't get to write it. I guess. Interesting. Yeah, it is uh, it was a little fascinating. Okay, I hope we, uh, at some point, uh, see somebody somebody do this. And, and I'm sure we will. Um, all right, let's take our final break, and then we'll get to tree mail, and then we'll look ahead to next week's episode. It's NBA playoffs time, and that means NBA snack time. I can't stop eating while I'm watching. So many options in my house that I got to cut out a bit. I got to switch it up, but I know I'm not giving up. Sunflower seeds? Sure. But maybe something that's not a food for that oral fixation, perhaps? Good thought. Here's a breath of fresh air. Fume. Fume takes your habit and simply makes it better, healthier, and more enjoyable. Fume is an innovative, award-winning flavored air device. Instead of vapor, Fume uses flavored air. Instead of electronics, Fume is completely natural. And instead of harmful chemicals, Fume uses delicious flavors. You get it. Instead of bad, Fume is good. It's a habit you're free to enjoy and makes replacing your bad habit easy. Its taste is surprising. All natural stuff. It's fun to fidget with, and it's a good weight. The wood feels good, and it feels cool to use. Start the good habit by going to tryfume.com dunks and getting the journey pack today. Fume is giving listeners to the show 10% off when they use our code dunks to help make starting the good habit that much easier. All right, back with no buffs here. We'll end this podcast. A little tree mail. Always asking you to tweet in your questions and your comments. Uh, screen grabs if you got them to at no dunks inc on Twitter, which is uh, where a lot of these came from. You can email them in no dunks at theathletic.com. You can leave them in the live stream or below the YouTube video as well. All right, first one's from Doug at Doug Gulasi. He asks, <laughs> which players from the remaining tribes would you most want to see get the beware advantage? <laughs> Just so they have to do the weird phrase. It has to be Brad from Yua, right? Uh, Jason, you go first. Who do you hope uh, gets this thing just to see how they would work it into that little... Uh, I got to say, Beef, Beef, uh, Beef Walton is a great choice yeah. for that. Just imagining him saying... You know, I, I just realized that broccoli is actually just tiny trees, which is so funny to me. Yeah. But I also think Tiff is an out-of-the-box one because people would just be like, what? Like, yeah. What are you saying? Like, uh, I, Those are my two picks. Beef okay. is definitely number one pick. 
Okay, fair enough. Tiff, Tiff's going to be difficult being on the... It could be a swap or something. She could end yeah, up yeah. on another tribe. But uh, I do like I do like her trying to say it, and then people are like, sh- give her some water. She's she's not going to make it through this <laughs> challenge here. Like, let her sit out or something. Uh, Trey, anyone else? Uh, Beef, Beef Walton, we all agree, would be hilarious. But is there yeah. anyone else we're forgetting that you'd like to see have a go at it? Uh, I would like to see Sydney have a chance. Jason, you mentioned it on the first recap podcast. She's got a little bit of Courtney's sass to her, but mm-hmm. uh, I think she's on the Blue Tribe, and she hasn't had much to do so far because we have just haven't seen a whole bunch of the Blue Tribe. She's made me laugh a couple of times despite only getting a few lines in. There was a great shot of her uh, when Luvu won the immunity challenge this time around. Didn't have anybody to celebrate with. She's just looking around, just looking around like, seriously, somebody give me a hug. Uh, So I think she's kind of funny. So I would love to hear her um, deliver one of these wacky lines. But obviously, Beef Walton is the choice. I just hope he does not find the one about ghosts on AstroTurf too close to, like, his real life to me. To be weird. They'll be like, oh, that's just a folksy rancher saying. You know, that's just a classic thing that he's saying. So as long as they give him the broccoli one, it'll be good. JD, you got anybody for Doug here that you'd like to see try and slip this in? I mean, you guys, you guys nailed it. I w- I kind of think that uh, Nasir, I would almost like to see that. I think that because there's a little bit of a language barrier there, he may actually get away with it a little yeah. easier, you know. Um, and also, I'm rooting for him, so I just want to see him to get uh, <laughs> uh, immunity. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I. <laughs> I just, I just I can't wait to see how this plays out. I hope that it pays off. I really, really do. Because I think it's going to well, be okay. hilarious. We can almost, I guess, almost guarantee that Deshaun is going to find the one on the Luvu tribe. He knows about it. Uh, you know, you would hope he's out there seeking it. And then, at the very least, he's going to be saying one of his lines, I guess, uh, at, at the next challenge. And And then, does Xander have a decision then? If Deshaun says his, his thing first, because I'm with you guys. I don't think you got to say these in order. It doesn't make any sense that you would. If Deshaun says his broccoli thing, does Xander then just wait to see if somebody says the goat thing? And just like, don't say butterfly again, mm-hmm. right? I think that's the move. You know, it's like, oh, interesting, yeah. interesting about broccoli. Does anybody have anything with <laughs> goats they'd like to share? <laughs> no? No? Okay, then I'll keep my uh, dead relatives line to myself. Um, okay. Yeah, I think it's one. possible that Deshaun, if he finds it, doesn't doesn't do it. No way. I think, he just volunteered to go on the journey. This guy's just like some of these people. They just want to play. No, man. but he like, but he's the only player, the only player other than Xander who knows what the actual risk is, and he knows yeah, that he would be yeah. giving up his vote. And in fact, the power could lie in the fact that. As soon as he sees somebody on his tribe say this goofy shit uh, at at the challenge, then he knows. He already knows that Xander has one, and he'll know who the next person is. Like, he already knows the challenge, right? So him and Evie, I guess, would know. So I don't know. I don't know if I'm if if I'm taking if I know the risk. Like if I'm Xander, I'm absolutely opening that thing up. But knowing that you're gonna lose your vote until the merge. That's a that's a big 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 risk, yeah. and I think it's they possible never vote, that he though. just. Yeah, what's that? That's true. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I like this idea, but I would take it to the next level from uh, Ian Stewart here <laughs> in the stream team. Just give it to yeah. your enemy and say, "Open it." Just take a 
like find like a find that bolt marker and scratch out be- beware, and it just says advantage <laughs> on here. You go. Nice. Scratch out the rest of that stuff. Oh, here you have it. I already got one. It's a good idea. Uh, I'm trying to blow up somebody's game. I think he's gonna find it, JD. My prediction is he's 100% gonna open it. Um, one more question about it though. Let's say next week too. Uh, I don't know. JD finds it. Um, all three have it, and they all say it. Their lines at this challenge. Does that mean they all get an idol? Yeah. Or is it? Yeah. Wow. So they each. I believe that is the case. So there's really yeah. suddenly three idols in the game. That's incredible. Right. That's incredible. I, I thought the shared part made it more like a like a classic tie Scott Pollard. Like it, Gotta it can play only it together. be formed together. Yeah. But then I'm like, that doesn't make a lot of sense because they're on different tribes. So yeah, you guys must be right. Wow. Very, very powerful, this thing. Okay, we'll see what happens. A um, couple more here and then we'll start wrapping up. From at Saucy Dossy 08. Do we already see a tribe merge being split into two coming up with one tribe down to four members already and the season having unexpected twists and turns? I feel like it could happen in the next episode or two. Okay, so we sort of talked to this, about this already yeah. a little bit. Um, Jason, anything here uh, to Saucy Dossy? Is it a possibility? I, I, I still maintain it's a possibility even though it would be burn the advantages if they have mm-hmm. not yet been found. That said, they must have some kind of backup plan for that, you know, like because there's no way to paper over a tribe going down to two or going down to right. one, you know, like that at that point, something has to happen, whether it's a time limit on the thing or you reveal where they are or you do some other game that allows people to find it, whatever you have to do to do that, I think you need to figure that out. And I'm sure the production has thought through those eventualities. So I'm going to say that uh, there is still a chance that, that we would see that okay. rather soon. Trey, do you think it's do you think it's more likely we just eventually go to the merge without ever swapping it up either to another three tribes, different three tribes, or even two, like uh, Saucy said? I think in two weeks from yesterday, we're getting two tribes of seven. So not okay. next episode, but the episode after that, we'll swap it down to two, and then I think that that will not be considered the merge, so then you'll have those three beware advantage idols, which now maybe you have two on one side, uh, and maybe mm-hmm. just one on the other. Right, Cause right. that, you know, a tribe of seven, you still have an easy majority. You just need four people to, to vote somebody out, and it really sets you up for somebody getting stuck in the middle of, we got a group of three over here, we yeah. got a group of three over here, ooh, the exciting swing vote is in play. So two weeks from now, I think we're swapping. Jesus, JD, if we have three idols in this game and then all these extra votes to try and keep track of, it's gonna get uh, it's gonna get confusing. Don't real forget quick the here. dice. Oh my God, you got the <laughs> dice. Jeez, Jeez. I can't wait. I can't wait. Um, one more uh, before we look ahead. It's from Tass Mellis, who I think oh. we've suddenly turned into like a, a survivor diehard. We'll have to have him back on. He, I know he was watching last night for sure. He wrote in. Are tweeted in, I should say, at Tass Mellis. Do we ever get to hear what players are saying as they're voting? Remember, Tass is like sort of a, 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 a noob when it comes to Survivor. <laughs> he hasn't watched a lot of these episodes. I wanted to hear Liana's voice, uh, no, in classic Tass <laughs> style. I wanted to hear Liana's voce, pun intended, nice, voice, nice. while she voted out the neurosurgeon. She was passionate. I wasn't the biggest uh, Dr. Voce fan, but Liana's anger seemed on another level. What do you think she said? So, J.D., why don't you start this off? Tess sort of has a 
sort of two questions there. Do we ever hear their voice when they're voting, what the players are thinking or or where they're going? Uh, and then this whole thing about Liana being angry with Dr. Boche. Yeah, to ask the body language doctor, yes. uh, breaking down the tape. <laughs> I, I too, went back after reading this question and, and, uh, and, and looked at the tape. I don't. I didn't get the same impression. I. I think she was whisper projecting. You know, I. I didn't sense the same anger. She was passionate about whatever she was saying, but she was definitely leaning into the camera, enunciating. But in my mind, I heard her sort of stage whispering the way they do. You know, like uh, I like you, man, but uh, you gotta go. I, I mean, you, I can see how you could see how like uh, that or assume that she's being angry. But I don't know that she I don't think she was as angry as Tess thinks she was. Well, but. she could have been angry at the sense of like, I don't want you to go. Oh, yes. Yeah, point. <laughs> it's like, point. this shouldn't be you. Yeah. This is uh, stupid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. What, what do you think, uh, Jason? Um, I, I agree with all that. I, I'll just say for Tass that it is you do occasionally hear people uh, wh- when they're uh, whispering and or saying stuff as they write. And that the best version of that has to be uh, Dominic Abate screaming, Chris Noble, as he wrote Chris's name on the paper, dropping it in the jar. One of the all-time best tribal moments. So funny. Are, are they? I mean, he did that. You're right. It has happened. Are they? They're told not to do that, I assume, right? I'm sure like, they are. I'm sure, yeah. I guess, I'm sure they're told not to do it, but yeah. that was... That's so funny. Uh, and, and Trey, uh, anything to, to add to Tassie's thoughts here? Maybe specifically the Liana part. Yeah, I think JD nailed it. Maybe she was, you know, perturbed that clearly she wanted to go for Xander. Like, that was her. If, if Liana's making the call, it's Xander. That's the right move. But also, uh, as Jeff said, loyalty versus tribe strength. She chose loyalty. Uh, so she didn't seem happy to be choosing loyalty. Maybe she knows we're making the wrong choice. This could come back to bite us. Um, so yeah, I assume that's probably it. You know, it's, it's pretty strange that Tiffany seems like she's been on the bottom since the game started, but has kind of made the call on the first two votes. Yeah. Uh, so maybe that's why Liana's upset. She's like, I seem to be in a good place here. I'm one of our best in challenges, but I'm getting no traction uh, with regards to the leadership of the tribe. That'll be a great twist to the ending of the season when Tiffany's sitting there as a goat. She goes, what do you mean? I was the one calling all the shots. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought yeah. I was a goat. I, said I was always Jay. telling you where we're going. That'd be awesome. I'm cheering for her now. Um, I said I love the <laughs> bolt marker. I don't like the... Uh, the what do you call the it canister uh, the, the canister the is, yeah. <laughs> the urn the urn i the guess urn. yeah <laughs> uh, but it's more of a box it's just a straight up it box is a, and i don't know how they go about it maybe you know jason i know you know a little bit more of the ins and outs because you've heard some of the uh previous like winners and survivor contestants talk about it in detail but like and i listen to a lot of them too but i've never heard them like that looks like you could open that box and like you know, paper when you fold it, your vote, like it sort of opens yeah. sometimes. Like it looks like you could you could see who somebody voted for. Now, I guess in theory, you've already made your vote because you probably can't open right. that. You can't, can't get up there, open the box, peek in, go through them like yeah, a filing yeah. cabinet. Uh, <laughs> and then make a decision. But I do think it's like a little too easy to see the votes. I like usually the ones where you have to slip them in, I guess is what mm. I'm getting at. Like uh, I think that I, I I think that we're probably overrating how 
ninja slick you would actually have to be to catch a glimpse of a vote without the camera that is seemingly <laughs> a foot away from your face. True. Like catching you doing it. Like you would have to be pretty slick with it to get in there and be like, like, cause your eye is looking that way yeah. and it just feels like they catch you no matter what it feels like they catch well, you. Well then Juliana says here in the stream team, um, they take votes out in between players. So interesting. Oh, interesting. Makes sense. Now that, makes that sense. is interesting. Cause I think they must put in blank folded up pieces of paper. Cause I'm almost <laughs> positive last night when that box was <laughs> opened by somebody that you could see paper in it. Wow. And that is why this brought me to this question. Um, here, but Here yeah. is my question that I've always had. Okay. Do they mess with the order of votes oh, when Jeff gets yeah, it back? Yeah, 100%. Because I 100%. feel like they must, they must like rig the cadence of it for maximum suspense, yes, right? Yes. They don't just go like four in a row and you're out. Like they, <laughs> right. they, they decide They're how they want the story votes. told. Yes, yes yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I, that that, that I've to. heard before. For sure is uh, the way to go about it. But I didn't know this whole taking them out thing. Uh, that's a little interesting. Uh, we'll have to do some fact checking. But we believe you, uh, Juliana. Okay. <laughs> this, has, this has nothing to do with this episode at all. But it sure. is a production decision that I'm curious about. And it kind of bugged me. Why did they have sawdust in the first challenge? Like when they had to go underneath those uh, those things, they went through sawdust? That was so weird to me. It's usually like a whole bunch of sand yeah. they have to dig out. Yeah. Is sand a lot more expensive and tougher to get in <laughs> early in the pandemic? From like serious? <laughs> yeah, I know it does sound insane when I say it out loud. You would think sand would be quite plentiful, but I've never seen sawdust. Yeah, I, that, I, that I feel is like a great it's point. maybe been used once or twice before. It. I will say in sawdust defense, it does look cooler <laughs> sort of on people. Yeah, like it, it was, sticks to you. It was it still sawdust. Uh, it was still sawdust. on JD's hair, like in his dreads <laughs> at tribal council. Did it, it, like it wasn't fully all the way out. So I don't know. Maybe Where's the a, mud? What happened Where's to the mud? We yeah, used to yeah. love the cool. mud. They used to go into the mud, and there's the mud where you'd put it on your body and just squeeze oh, I like it that off. One. There was the mud yeah. football. There's the mud. Where is the mud? I like to see everybody yeah, sticking up for their favorite obstacles here. Sawdust. Sawdust apologist. Damn right. <laughs> Nothing wrong with sawdust, Trey. Nothing wrong with it at all. I think it makes for a great challenge uh, obstacle. Okay. Uh, let's wrap this up. Oh, I can see why you guys went nearly two yeah, hours last right. week. That's yeah, exactly right. where we are. And no, that real, was quick, real quick, I, I, got a, I got another non sequitur just, oh, just to throw in yeah, here. Sure. I, 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 this picture, this shot of Xander. Oh, yes. He's just sparkling in the water. He's out, They're talking about him, and they just show him in the water. Whenever I see one person in the water like this, I assume aqua dump, yes. right? Am yes. I the only oh, yeah, one? For sure. No, for sure. They're shitting. They're this shitting. guy is taking his shit on national television yeah, yeah, yeah. while they're talking about him. But I just love that they put the star filter here, and it's just <laughs> it's sparkly. It looks beautiful. He looks awesome. But uh, he's JD, I thought you were gonna say that's the winner shot right there. Mm, interesting. Mm. I mean, he looks like a golden boy. He looks like the I will chosen say, one. That is the kind of that is the kind of shot, and he and Xander is the kind of player that in the past Jeff has been like and very popular with uh with the teenage girls who were watching the show we got xander like i remember 
you get a lot of attention out there when you're walking get a lot of you get a lot of attention now like it was uh you know after healers uh hustlers uh i forget the tall like really handsome like young guy but at the when they got them into the into the final episode in the, the cbs studios <laughs> fucking jeff was just like looking studly out here holy cow <laughs> Oh yeah, was it Joe? People are saying. Yeah, I think it was Joe. Yeah, it was Joe. Yeah, yeah. Joe Love looking Joe. studly. Joe England, yeah, yeah, looking <laughs> studly. <laughs> Brad suddenly's like, "What? We're talking studs?" <laughs> um, so that was brutal. Uh, okay, they I, okay. Quick, quick. Coming up next week on Survivor, I thought. I thought there was like nothing to this uh, one. There's like a, there's usually like a little bit more to like pretend to freak out about. What? If, I can't even tell you what the clip was, JD. I like blinked yeah. and I missed uh, it. Well, yeah, it was something something weird with Brad and just they were having a laugh. Then it went to previously on. But then Leanna was very upset. She was like, I was right there. I wasn't True. paying attention. She was crying. And she's like, did I just make a million dollar mistake? Oh, that's right. That's true. So. Okay. It's the question from Liana. Did I make a million dollar mistake? Ooh, what is that about? It's about keeping Xander. It's a, that's, that's what I think it's about. Oh, wow. Interesting. Um, any wild predictions, uh, Jason, as we head to episode three? Any, uh, just, what, what, what are you feeling? Uh, just the thing that I've said uh, before, I feel like Xander is going to figure out a way to signal to the other tribes that they need to look for their clues. Okay. Trey, what about you? Any wild predictions? I think Beef Walton's going to find the beware advantage in the next episode. I think that's what that scene was. (laughs) 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 He's like, what? These phrases aren't even weird. (laughs) This this is just normal stuff to say. Uh, So I think that's going to happen. I wouldn't be surprised if both are found. And it looks like we're getting a new location because they show like, right. you know, like they're they're rolling up in a canoe to some sort of structure at nighttime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, like it looks like a little hut or something with um, yeah, true, lights true. and something like that. They're all talking about it being dangerous. So it must and be something. This is the monster. That's where the monster lives oh, that Jeff finally. keeps talking Ooh, about. Oh, no, that's yeah. right. Yeah. And oh, Sydney did say that she was scared. She was legit scared. That's what she said. So. Okay, um, I have two predictions uh, based on a couple of tidbits. One, I watched like an extra, you know, deleted scene on the Survivor website. JD, I don't know if you saw this. It was back at the Luvu tribe. It was about Heather telling Sydney. So Heather is the older woman, for those that mm-hmm. don't remember. She hasn't been around a whole lot in these episodes. Uh, she's there. She sat out the challenges mostly, like uh, Jason said. But she tells Sydney, hey, I had a dream that you stole my torch. You came to my house and stole my torch. And everybody's like, oh, that's weird. And then Sydney takes offense to the to the dream and is talking to the cameras <laughs> and actually to other, she's talking to other uh, tribe members. No, she's saying, that's like, that's a little diabolical. Like, I know it's a dream, but in a weird way, you're like, you're attaching the idea that I'm conniving or I'm evil mm-hmm. or something like that. You're like, you're, you're putting that on me, even though it's a dream. So she's trying to joke about it. She's a little upset about it in the confessional. Cut to Heather, another confessional telling us she made it up to do Whoa. exactly that. Whoa. Next level. That's pretty fucking smart. If, yeah. That's if like that inception is true. That is, shit. That is brilliant, <laughs> actually. Yeah. because And she says, this was my idea. I was going to like, 
just like I she's like I don't like Sydney I don't trust her instead of just coming out saying that to people I'm gonna I came up with this wow. dream that she's conniving or I don't and, and I'm trustworthy well, yeah. That's, that's good. good. That's it's good. Pretty amazing. I had a dream. I don't. That's trust incredible. You. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I think I, my my whole point is I hope there's some fallout with this. I think there could be some some Heather Sydney fireworks. You know, maybe in episode three or moving forward. And then the only other thing I'll say is, JD, did you do the Rebus? Did everybody I, do the Rebus? Oh, I, read I, I, I did do it. I didn't okay. grab a screen grab of it. Nah, it was pretty easy this week. It was so easy, JD. They, they, they zoom by it. I was like, oh, worth playing for. I yeah. saw an or, and it was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Now I know where we're going with this. You're right. You didn't even need to pause it. Did you go to the website, though, and, and plug nah. in your thing? Okay. Nah. I went through with it, got to the part where Jeff talks to the camera, and he says, Trey, coming up here, and I think he's alluding to the next episode, I believe. He's like, we're getting a sneaking out of camp oh, uh, scenario. Oh, right. So maybe that's what this whole that could be little a- shelter thing is. Um, he does the whole, like, would you do it? Would you sneak out of camp? And he also said something like, would you tell somebody else in your alliance and have them sort of watch your back and come with you and cover for you? Like we've seen, I think, uh, was that Tony and Sarah? Maybe? I think it was Alicina. Yeah. 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 Um, and or, or would you do it alone? So it's just you and it's just your power and you like all that. So I think we're getting that too. So maybe these uh, game within a game... Maybe there's something to them, Jason. Maybe we should be all be playing these. I guess we should. I'm back in. I'm back into the game within a game. Yes, man. Uh, yes. I can't believe okay. how many times I've had Jeff Probst just look at me straight in my face wearing a Japanese streetwear shirt. I'm like, relax, Jeff. Hype oh, these yeah. Jeff on here when you're yeah. going through the game within the game. Uh, but <laughs> what can I say? I've put my strategy hat on twice like a 13-year-old boy. If you're a 13-year-old, we want to hear from you. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I'm 100% in figuring out these rebuses. Um, I'm sad to admit it did take me longer than you, Skeets. Oh, I know the first one. <laughs> like, hey, what? look, I listened to the episode where you guys were like, or JD, I guess you were like, it took me a little bit it to get that first one. That first one I, I, I was looking at for a while. I was like, I'm not seeing it. Uh, this one was, I think now you know where they're going. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be a catchphrase. Oh, it's, you know, stuff like that. Um, yeah. Hilarious. I mean, okay. So maybe that's what can they happen. go for though. I'm, if they're using worth, there's playing 11. for. In the second yeah. episode, like, yeah, are there that many catchphrases? Uh, I guess we'll see. Yeah. I guess we'll, we'll see. see. We'll see. There's nine left, uh, according to the website, at least. Okay, we'll call it there, guys. Oh my god, what a blast talking Survivor with you guys! Shout out to the stream team, uh, the loyal Survivor, no buffs, diehards for joining us live here. We really appreciate y'all. If you're listening to this, make sure you subscribe to wherever you listen to the podcast because we have our own separate feed for no buffs. So on Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen to it, of course on YouTube as well. If you want to see our beautiful faces, you want to see Jason's incredible backdrop, taking me back to Turks and Caicos with that oh, backdrop beautiful. there. Yeah, <laughs> I want to play spike ball on the beach again there with uh, with my buddies, that beautiful <laughs> backdrop. So we'll call it there. Yes, keep showing it off. I like it. Uh, email us, nodunksattheathletic.com. Tweet in your thoughts about Survivor to no dunks ink air you can leave them in the youtube comments below thanks so much guys guys see you next week we'll have the uh the whole tribe back together again unless one of us gets voted out until then (laughs) the tribe is spoken (laughs) 